0: The
1: President of the United States. Amen. Brother Thank you, Brother Art. Good evening, friends. That was quite an introduction, wasn't it? The President of the United States. <clears throat> We're happy to be here tonight in this auditorium here in Georgetown, Indiana. As I was coming down the road a few moments ago, it kind of brought something to my memory. One of my first healing services I ever had was in Georgetown, Indiana. And how many remembers the Wolf Grove meeting I hear when I was out to Wolf Grove? That's somebody's hand up back there, two or three of them, when we was out to Wolf Scroll. I believe they had a little lady who lived up there in New Albany, who had been 35 years a cripple, walk well, for her first time, or was a midget, I believe it was, and never had walked. Well, I still got the same message tonight. Jesus died to save and heal. And I haven't changed it any. Since then, there's been a lot of things that happened. You know, over a million souls brought to Jesus Christ. And signs and wonders around the world, kings and monarchs potentates have been prayed for and healed by the grace of our God. And we're very happy tonight to know that God is still God and He doesn't change. I'm happy tonight to see my friend Dr. Cobbles I don't know whether anyone's introduced to him yet or not from Church of the Open Door in Lowell. Have you been introduced by the Cobbles? Would you stand up just a moment? I, just, I don't want to embarrass him, but Dr. Cobbles from The Church of the Open Door. For nearly everybody knows him, I guess, around here because he has a radio ministry and a very outstanding ministry. And then, I guess, we've had some mighty fine services in Louisville, Kentucky, with Dr. Cobbles. It's always a pleasure to get to have him in the meetings, and these other ministers here also. I suppose some of them from the local churches, and brethren, I may not know you, but I'm happy you're here. And uh in this little time of fellowship together. It's kind of a quick notice. I didn't know until the day before yesterday, I believe it was, that I was coming down. And uh, Brother Oregon, invite your—one of your boys here from the local, from the neighborhood. Uh, you know how he works on a spare of a moment, just as the Spirit seems to lead him, Why he starts moving. Recently, I was—oh, some six or eight months ago, I was sitting home one day, and I just—the Fixing to go to Denver, Colorado, in a convention. And this little fellow moved into the house and said, Brother Branham, I have a great revelation from the Lord. I said, Yes, sir. He said, The Lord's putting Zurich, Switzerland on my heart to go over. He said, You want to go with me? I said, Well, I've got one night over Denver, then I go to another meeting. I said, Not too important. Why? The more I thought of it, why it seemed to be that if I know Brother Oregon Wright had a revelation for something, it was good, and it come from God. And we went to Switzerland, and the Lord gave us 50,000 souls. Went from there up to Karlsruhe, Germany, and he gave us 50,000 more. We made 100,000 souls in that little campaign. How he blessed us. And, And now we're planning this summer, or early this autumn, to go back into Africa, Switzerland, India, many tours around the country. I go out to Minneapolis, Minnesota, up there at some arena for the next service, and then down Sioux Falls, over into Old Mexico, down to Old Mexico City, an arena there. We're coming back, going to the East Coast, and then from there to Anchorage, Alaska. Then we have some American meetings. We got some a new tent coming, seating several thousand people, and some vans and so forth for a few American meetings before going back overseas. We certainly solicit the list of prayers of you people around. Here, this is home, folks, You know to Being back home again. And we certainly here. appreciate your prayers. And as we come into these little inter-evangelical services, we don't come to represent any church, any denomination, any special groups of people. We only come because we love Jesus and know that you love him too. And we come into these places for a time of fellowship, to fellowship around his word and around his promised blessings. And I'm, thats the only motive that we have, is for these meetings. And we're glad tonight to have uh, Brother Tommy Nicholson with us here, that I'm sure he's been introduced by Brother Argenbright, which is the, the editor for the Christian Men Voice Internationally, a group of men that I'm proud to belong to them. It's a its Christian businessman who has formed their organization and it's become an international affair. They sponsor me in most of my meetings around the world. And he's the editor of The Christian Man's Voice. And so we've been out today getting some testimonies of old cases to see whether divine healing lasts or not. We went out to Mrs. Carter. I hope they're here tonight, Georgie and Mrs. Carter. And Georgie is one of the cases that was healed, I believe, around 14, 15 years ago. And one of your local men here, Mr. Hall, which is one of the converts of the Milltown Baptist Church where I used to pastor, and he was healed here a few years ago of cancer, given up in Louisville by the doctors and around the country, and well here tonight healthy and hearty. I seem him setting present. And we went over to the place where the angel of the Lord came down and told me what to do. And now, Christian fans, on this point we come to this thing. We do not claim that we can do any healing. As our ministers, ministry doesn't feature divine healing, but we believe in divine healing because it's the gospel. And no man can heal anyone. Healing doesn't lay in the power of man. Healing lays in the power of God. And God doesn't give man power to heal. God only gave Christ the, the commission to come to the earth to die in our stead for our sins and our sickness. The scripture said he was wounded for our transgressions. With his stripes we were, were is the past tense, we were healed. And we believe that upon our confession, our faith, that Jesus, our high priest, has died and rose again to take away sin from the world, and is sitting at the right hand of God the Father, there making intercessions upon our confession. and. When he died for our sins, he could not die for sins without dying for sickness. Sickness is an attribute of sin. Now, maybe you haven't. Sin is what causes you to be sick. But it was a cause of sin in the first place that brought sickness to the world. Before we ever had any sin, we had no sickness. But when sickness came in, sin is an attribute. And now you cannot deal with sin in any way without dealing with sickness or every attribute that sin produced. Sin, when we deal with sin, we deal with death. When we deal—and sickness is uh, the first stage of death, when sickness takes your body. In a night like this, one little gathering, two days' notice for you people to come out and gather in the building tonight. It would be hard to try to go into detail, which we would, in campaigns where we're lasting for weeks and weeks, to explain what is sickness, where does it come from? There isn't nothing but what there's a reason for, and there's a cause, and you can't find a cure until you find a cause. I was staying here not long ago. If I went to a doctor, I'm certainly not against doctors, surgeons, operations, hospitals. They're all God's plans. But if I went to a doctor and told him I was having a persistent headache, and he'd give me an aspirin and say, now, run along, Billy, this will be all right. Now, that man is brushing me off. See, he, the old, a real doctor would diagnose my case and see what was wrong with me, and then he'd get to the bottom where it's at, and then start working from there. Well, now, that's the way we have to work in, in divine healing, or in salvation for the soul, if a man comes and says that he's disturbed greatly about his... Is salvation, the first thing to do, you ministers do, you go right down the line till you find back here where he sidestepped or what happened. From there, you bring it up. That's the same thing it is in divine healing. Which divine healing is not some power that God has given to a man. Healing lays alone in the atonement. I want to ask you something, because I know there's ministers here from the different churches. And how would you preach salvation for the soul? The only thing you could not say, we say, well, I was converted, Brother Branham. I was saved 10 years ago. I was saved 20 years ago. No, that's a mistake. You accepted it maybe 10 or 20 years ago, but you were saved 1,900 years ago when Jesus died at Calvary. He settled a sin question forever there. That's why he paid the supreme price, made the great sacrifice, that through his death at Calvary, then we have right to salvation. The price was paid, so it isn't what you do, it's what he done. And your personal faith as to accept that brings your salvation. And now that he was wounded for our transgressions, with his stripes we were healed. See, so I've often made this statement, that you couldn't, um, that you could not by any means, uh, if a serpent or some animal had his paw in my side and was cutting into my side and killing me, There's no need to me trying to cut his paw off. Just hit him in the head, kill his head, It kills the whole body. Well, that's the way it is with divine healing. When Jesus dealt with sickness or sin at Calvary, he had to deal with the head of it, which was sin, and doing so, he dealt with sickness with it. He didn't have just to cut off the paw; he just killed the head and take care of the rest of it. So Jesus came to bring to the human race everything that at Adam's race was uh, Adam's sin destroyed, and the Garden of Eden. And now we have the attributes, or the earnest, of our eternal salvation as we accept Christ as our Savior, or Christ as our healer. We have those earnest money of our entire redemption when he comes. We're tempted. All of us are tempted. All of us sin. There's none without sin. Every day we sin. Paul said he had to die daily. And if we say we sin and have no sin, then the Bible says we make God to lie. And we could not do that. So we sin daily. And it's grace, God's grace, that saves us. And as we confess our wrongs, God's just to forgive Him. And your your confession, as long as it holds good, your salvation is perfect. Same as it with divine healing. It's your personal faith in a resurrected Lord Jesus. So tonight I thought I would just and having this little time of fellowship with you. And in this place here where all churches can, this little group of people can just gather together here in the little city of Georgetown. Uh, and we, first we want to be thankful to the Brother Arden Wright and those who made this possible. We want to thank the school board for letting us have this gym room tonight for this service. And I want to thank every minister of the chair and every member of any church, whether it is Protestant, Catholic, whether it is Orthodox, a Jew, whatever it may be, we're grateful for you to be here. And I want you to know that we put no strains or no attachments on anyone's religion, whatever you believe, as long as you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and He's your Savior, you're my brother and sister. And so that's the way we believe it. And now we have his blessed word here before us. Now there's any man that's able to to pull that back with his fingers could open it this way. But there's no man can open the book to understand it except Christ himself. The Bible was written by inspiration. Therefore, shall we just bow our heads a moment to speak to the author before we open his book? Our kind Heavenly Father, we have gathered here in the name of thy beloved Son, the Lord Jesus, who died freely for our sins and trespasses. He died that he might save us from a life of sin and would take us home to heaven some glorious day at his coming. He died also that by stripes that we might be healed of our sickness. And he was wounded for our transgressions, his bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we were healed, saith the Prophet. Now we pray thee, Heavenly Father, to be merciful to us, and that we just have this one night of gathering here in this city. We pray that you will bless those who has made this possible for the gathering, and also those who have gathered with us to fellowship around the Word. And we pray, Father, that you will bless everyone that is in Divine Presence also. And may it be a night to long be remembered, may it be a night like the apostolic gathering of days ago, when people gather together. Little groups. One night while the saint Paul was preaching, way into the night, a young man we were taught fell from the upper story, and his life was taken from him, and Paul laid his body over the boy, and God gave him back his life. We're thankful to have the same gospel tonight, to preach to the people, that God still lives and reigns, he heals the sick, he forgives all of our sins. And Father, we pray tonight that you will bless us as a people. And now thou hast said in thy humble word this, if you ask the Father anything in my name, I'll do it. And we believe that what we ask we receive because it's according to his word. And when we leave here tonight in different groups and going to our different homes, will you visit us in such a way that we'll have a testimony in our heart and our conversation as we leave here will be like those who came from Emmaus on the first resurrection when they had met the resurrected Lord Jesus for the first time. They said, Did not our hearts burn within us when he talked to us by the way? May you talk to every heart tonight, for we ask it in the name of thy beloved Son, the Lord Jesus. Amen. Opening to the Gospel of St. Jude in the Bible, which is only one Book, one chapter. And in the third verse of this chapter, I wish to read for just a little text to get a context from it for what I'd like to speak on for the next few moments. Then we will pray for the sick. Beloved, I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith once delivered unto the saints. May the Lord add his blessings to his word. This was wrote some thirty three years after the the day of Pentecost, after the pouring out of the Holy Spirit on the early saints. Jude calls himself a servant and brother to Jesus Christ. And he wrote this book to the church and told them that they should earnestly contend the only place in the sacred writings that's ever told us to contend, because we're not supposed to have contentions among us, but to earnestly contend for a purpose, a faith that was once delivered unto the saints. And that's, we're not to contend, and we're not trying to contend, but we're wanting to face this. If I should ask tonight, how many Methodists is in the crowd, how many Baptists is in the crowd, how many Nazarenes, Pilgrim Holiness, Catholics, there'd be hands go up, and even this little group of people here tonight, there'd be many hands go up. And each one of us, in our different denominations, would want to say our church was contending for that faith that was once delivered to the saints. I'd want to say it in the, about the Baptist Church. Someone else would want to say it about the Methodist Church, someone else about the Catholic Church, and some other about—it would be that way in the little groups of people. Now, I want to believe that we're all contending for that faith. I believe that everyone is contending for the best of their knowledge to the faith. But in this being so many different denominations, there's got to be something right and something wrong. Now, that's the way I try to be, my brother and sister. there's, you never seen a man drunk and sober at the same time. you never seen a black, white bird. There's no such a thing. And there's no right and wrong mixed together. It's either right or it's wrong. And that's the way that I believe God. If I didn't believe that he was the same God that lived in the days of Moses, if he wasn't the same God to fulfill every promise that he made, then I couldn't have faith to accept him. Now, there's only that's only sensible and reasonable, to think that what good would it do us tonight? You're not here just to be seen. You wouldn't come out in this rain together in a little place like this just to be seen. You're here for one purpose, that's to find something good. And I pray that God will give each one of you something real good that you'll never forget. And each one of you Christians, may he raise your joy to him to cause you to serve him better than you've ever served him in all your life. Now, what good would it do to serve a God that served Moses, a God that Moses served, and if he wasn't the same God today? What good would it do to serve a historical God if he's he's powerless and gone and dead today? I want to ask you that question. You wouldn't want to do it. Maybe would I. If I can't serve a God that's a living and right here present to help me when I have need, then what's the use of serving God? If he was a God, but he isn't a God now, or if he was a God of power and he's lost his power now, there's something weakening about that God. Isn't that right? Now, we want to reason together. There's something wrong if it isn't, if he was and he isn't now, then there's something wrong with God. If if God wasn't a, a great, mighty uh, warrior and battle, and He was a great healer of the diseases, and He was great in all of his attributes, in the days gone by, and then He's lost all of His power, and He isn't the same today. Yet His Word says He is the same today. Promised He'd do the very same things through all ages until He come again. It's undisputable in the Bible. Hebrews 13.8 13, 13, says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the same in principle, the same in power, the same in resurrection, the same in omnipotence, the same in omnipresence, the same in and, and all. He's, he's just the same as he was in everything that he once was, he is today. The Scripture says that's true. All things of him is the same. Now. So if we each want to believe that, but let's limit to a creed. Well, say, I go to the Baptist church, I say Baptist because that's the church I was ordained in. Say, I, uh, well, the Baptists say, well, our creed's right, the Methodists want their creed right. But if we limit God, that creed, I have nothing against it, that's all right, but if we limit God to that creed, then we limit God. And we try to say that you can walk this far. Maybe we don't have the faith to walk where Enoch did when he took a little walk with God one afternoon and went home with him without death. And the um, battle and of Joshua, who marched around the walls of Jericho 13 times and, and shouted real loud and the walls fell down. We may not have the faith to shot down walls. We may not have faith to walk home with God. But let's not stand in somebody's way who does have that faith. If it if doesn't agree with our creed and they have faith, let's move right on and believe. Say the lord bless you my brother and go right on regardless of what church he belongs to that makes no difference as long as he's a christian and believer and do you know christian friend, that's what the world wanting to see today i landed in bombay india where i had the largest crowd of five hundred thousand people I, the largest crowd i ever preached to at one time in my life was in bombay when i met there here comes the bishop of the methodist church and many of the great churches where from the archbishop the hindu Uh, Hinduist church there, and many other the great, outstanding churches. They met me out there where thousands of people come to the airport. And when they come and they took me up to the Taj Mahal Hotel and they met in a room similar to this with all the celebrity of the city and the rajas and everything. And the bishop of the Methodist church, he said, Brother Branham, we don't accept you as a missionary. He said, because we don't want to hear the word missionary. He said, because you people in the West... With your Western education does not understand the scripture in the light of an Oriental book. And that's true. With all of our theology, if you ever go to Jerusalem or to the eastern country where this Bible is written, it's a brand new book to you. Our western ideas are far from the eastern ways. You can't understand the parables and so forth, the teaching, until you go there and see those same customs lived out today. And many people... Have Send, uh, I have nothing against seminaries and students and monasteries and so forth. But all of that will never know God. It's only knowing catechism and so forth like that. To know God is to know the person, Christ himself. And to know him is life. Not to know your textbook or to know your creed or to know your catechism isn't life. It's to know Christ, the person, is life, eternal. And that's what we wish to know. Now, this bishop said to me, he said, Reverend of theology said, we had the Bible a thousand seven hundred years before you was a nation. That's right. St. Thomas went down and uh, stood in the church and preached for St. Thomas, the original church that he established in India, when he went down from Jerusalem to India and established the church. And he said, we've had the Bible ever since then. And we've had Christianity since then, but it's a low ebb in India. And he said, we have heard of Dr. Reedhead, the man that came to you, which is uh, the president of the great um, uh, Sudan missions, the greatest in the world, who came to me and he said, Brother Branham, I've got enough degrees that I could plaster a wall with them. Doctor of theology, uh, a bachelor's degree, and all kinds of degrees. I've studied since I was about eight years old. But he said, Brother Branham, where is Christ in all of it? He said, has the teachers been wrong? I uh, so the teachers hasn't been wrong, sir. But what it is, that you'll never know Christ by theology. You'll never know Christ by education. You've got to know Christ by personal experience to be born again of a spirit that comes down and changes your life and makes you a new creature in Christ Jesus. That's what does that the difference. That's what makes the difference uh, uh, of you. Now, that's the reason we have so many different denominations and theories. They're all alright, but the real thing, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, said in St. John, The Gospel of St. John, the fourth chapter, or third chapter, pardon me, to Nicodemus, except a man be born again of water and spirit, he will in no wise enter into the kingdom. No matter what church you go to, that's Jesus Christ's own words. Now, to be born means to be delivered from. Now, unless you are delivered by the Holy Spirit in your life to a new life in Christ, then our creeds and things are no good. But they're good. They're all right. They're moral teachings and so forth, which help us. But the real personal Christ Jesus, and that's what's made the meetings what it has been today and swept around the world, is because by the grace of God to introduce to the or small crowds a resurrected Lord Jesus right now, present in His same power that he ever was in. We don't have to guess at it. He said, Brother Branham, we have the word. We have the Bible, the bishop said in India. But so what we're interested in is not your theology. So what we're interested in, has God visited you, Yankees? With the spirit or a gift that can make this Bible live again. So we know the Bible. And so I said, Well, you just admitted we didn't know it. But I don't know it too well, but I know the author real well. And I said, that's the main thing? He said, that's what we want to know. Have you faith enough in God to make these divine promises that he's made, that have you faith enough to make them reality? I said, by the grace of God, God will. And that afternoon I was entertained by 17 different religions that denied Christianity. Some of them worship gnats, and some of them horses, and some cattle. And some Buddha and Mohammedans and so forth, and they all have their theologies, very good. Everything was works, something that you have to do, do this, uh, do that. All them works, no grace to it at all. Am I too loud for you? Uh, is this a rebounding? I, uh, I hope not. But notice, that night in the shoreline, when the Lord Jesus came on the scene, they took a the jaws on their pillars and so forth. and. It was over two hours getting into the line up to where we could get to the speaker stand. And when the Lord Jesus came up and told a man that was totally blind for twenty years, seeing a vision over him, and he was going to be healed, a challenged every one of them to come heal the man. Of course, they said still, but our Lord Jesus gave the man his sight, thousands times, thousands and thousands came to Christ at one time. There it is, it isn't whether our creeds work. They work all right in more but to reproduce the Lord Jesus and His promise is to know Him, not your creed. Now, quickly to our text, and I'll try to be just as quick as I possibly can and get the line started, because it's midweek and you people work. Now, listen close. The text says tonight. Beloved, I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, this is St. Jude now, writing to the church 33 years after Pentecost, and exhorting you that you should earnestly contend for the faith, not a faith, the faith, that was once delivered unto the saints. Now, each one of us in our churches, we're fine, and, and I want you to be with your church and support your church and help it uh, for the glory of God. But now, let's go back and find out now, there's got to be something, if we, he said earnestly, contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints, then there's surely some way of knowing what the faith was. Now, let's go back in the Bible. I think that would be logical and proof enough to all of us, if we go back and see what the saints, what what kind of faith they had. And if we were exhausted to earnestly contend for this faith, we find out what kind of faith they had, then we ought to contend for that faith. In other words, this is right. Now we'll find out what it was. Before they were ever called saints in the Bible, there was in the New Testament, John the Baptist come between the law and Christ, which was a gap of a keystone that locked the two dispensations together. Now, we'd have to begin with Christ if we're going to talk about Christian faith, because he is the the beginning of Christian faith. John came, John the Baptist, preached in the wilderness of Judea, and he never done one miracle, never done any sign. But he just condemned the churches and condemned the priests and the rabbis and so forth, and told them there was coming one. And at the baptismal service, when he was baptizing, he saw Jesus coming with the light following him. And he said, Behold, the Lamb of God will take away the sin of the world. And Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit came from out of heaven, and voice from it, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am pleased to dwell. The original translation says, In whom I am pleased to dwell in, which God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. He was God in flesh. Now, now let's notice what kind of a life that he did. And I want to ask you something, you people, as we're talking What he was then, he should be, if that's the faith that he introduced to the world, that ought to be the faith that we should contend for tonight. Is that right?
0: That's
1: right. It should be. All right. Now, we notice as soon as he started off in his ministry, we'll watch what kind of a ministry he had. We'll start from the first chapter of St. Luke, quoting it by memory. You might read it when you wish to. St. Luke, the first chapter. It teaches that Jesus began to go about doing good for the people. He would pray for the sick, and they'd be healed. Now that's one of the things that he did, pray for the sick. And one day, now listen close now, because if you do not listen close to catch every word, it'll be a stumbling block to you in the next 20 or 30 minutes when the prayer line starts. See? Now listen close. The first thing we find Jesus doing after he had chose two or three of his apostles and one of his name. was was Philip, and Philip was a good man, St. Philip, and when he seen and knew that that was the Messiah, because he saw him praying for people and them getting well, he went over around about 30 miles, around behind the mountains there of Judea, and he found his friend, whose name was Nathaniel, and Nathaniel was under a tree, praying, and he said, Come see who I have found, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And he said, Could any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Daniel said, He said, Come see. Now, I think that's the best answer that any person could give at any time is before criticizing anything, come and see it first. Amen. Look at it yourself. Learn it in the light of the Bible and see if it's right. No matter what it seems like and what others say, the religion of Jesus Christ has never been popular. And you never will be proper, because the world knows its own. See? And you're not of the world when you become a Christian. You are a different person from the world. We know that. Jesus said, I pray, Father, that they not be of the world. So you're not of the world. The world, the Bible says, if you love the world or the things of the world, the love of God's not even in you. That's The Scripture says that. So you can't love two masters, Jesus said. You can't love God and mammon. The word mammon, it translated, means the world. And he says you either serve one and hate the other, or vice-versa. Jesus said that in St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. can't serve the God and the world at the same time. You've got to be one or the other. And God had mercy. That's what's the matter with our people, this, all Christian in this, in this nation. They're trying to live like the world and profess to be Christian, and that's the reason the unbeliever outside has such a hard time to make up his mind, is because he sees people that call themselves Christians live no different from the rest of the world. That's pretty flat, but that's truth. we got to face truth. There's probably men and women sitting here, I'll never see again till I see you at the judgment. And I've got to be truthful and honest, because I've got to face the judgment and meet my words again at the judgment. So I have to be truthful about it. Now we notice that, that Philip, as soon as he found Nathaniel, he said, Come see who I have found. And Nathanael, being a righteous man, a good man, he said, Could there be any good thing come out of Nazareth? Nazareth is a mean, wicked city, very bad outlaws, gangsters and so forth, raised up and, and had outlaw bands in those days that come out of Nazareth, very vile city. He said, Could anything good come out of Nazareth? He said, Come and see. Now, we might ask the book, could anything good come out of the Methodist Church? Could anything good come out of the Baptist Church, Presbyterian, or whatever church it may be? The first thing to do is come and see. Find out. Now, examine it, not by uh, your ritual, not by the catechism, not by one. Examine it by the Word of God. For the Bible says that he that will take away or add to anything that's in this book, God will take his name out of the book of life. Revelation. 21st chapter says that he will do that, or 22nd chapter, rather, of the last book of the Bible, he said, if anybody, God himself speaking, to the writer, said, if anyone shall add one word to this book, or take one word out of it, God will take his name from the book of life, and he'll be destroyed. So we must stay exactly with what the Scriptures has got to say. Now, when he found Nathanael, and he, he said, come see, so he followed him. Now let's watch what kind of a man Jesus was. Now, if we wanted to find Jesus tonight, if we went, if somebody told us Jesus Christ was in Georgetown, Indiana, what and he was in human flesh like we are tonight, what type of a person would we want to find? Now, this may be shocking. But when we come to find a man that would be dressed a little different from any other man, we wouldn't be looking for Jesus or we wouldn't find him because he dressed just like other men. There was no difference in his dress. When we come to find a man that was... Um, that was great, forceful speakers, great, forceful speakers? No. The Bible said his voice should not even be heard in the street. Will we come to find a man that was a, a great boaster of his great church and so on? No, sir. The Bible spoke very different of him. saying said he was a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. He wasn't a great carry-on or go-on. He was a humble man. And he was—will hey, we find him among the rich people? He never dwelt with the rich people. Where would they find him? You'd find him among the poor. He went down on the river and found fishermen. Think of the great Orthodox Church with all the great priests and high priests and the great glamour and glory in that day. And not one time did any apostle or any man of God ever visited or accepted. When God sent his son, he sent him away from it. And he turned and told them that they were in hypocrisy and told them how bad they were and everything. And they said that he has the devil because he don't even believe in our church. See, and they were the church of the day. So you see, you can't go by church. You've got to go by God. That's where you have... And by Christ. Now, when Nathaniel came up in the Lord, I will see what he found. He found a man standing there doing something contrary to what the church is teaching. The church taught that the days of miracles was past, But here was Jesus standing there performing... Anywhere in the building, I don't care where you're at, just raise up your hand and say, God, by this, I want you to heal me, God. That's right. Just about general everywhere. I'll tell you what you do. I told you that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is here in the form of the Spirit of God. Is that right? How many Christians believe that? Let's see your hand. That's fine. Then if he is here and he's the same Lord Jesus, then he's got his duty down to do the same thing. Is that right? Now, he said he couldn't heal. The father showed him, and he did what the father said. Is that right? Now, standing in the line, I do know this first lady standing here. And I don't know now whether I know anyone else or not. I've seen that lady about second or third from the back there. I've seen her. I don't know what her name is. But I've seen her, I guess that's about the only one that that, uh, that I know of. And, um, that's about the only ones that, that I know. All right. Now let's just bow ahead the moment for prayer. Now, Heavenly Father, this is the moment, Now I have spoke the best of my knowledge of you. Now, dear Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll help me. Thou knowest that I know nothing about these people. Sometimes I know who they are. I don't know their troubles, thou knowest, you can say anything you wish, and I humble myself and submit myself to thee, that the great Holy Spirit will come tonight and take this poor unworthy man for the glory of God and anoint, and don't let me speak my own lips, but let the Holy Spirit speak and do the works that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, said that he would do through his people through every age. I pray this blessing in Jesus Christ's name. Now, I'm going to ask you one thing. If you'll stand reverently and be humble, don't doubt, believe with all your heart, then the Lord God of heaven will low doubt, heal your body and make you well. Now, it's your faith, it's not faith. Now, this is it. Now, here stands a lady, I, I believe I know who the woman is, I'm not sure, but, but I believe that I know who she is. And I, I, I is that right, don't I know you, lady? I believe I mm-hmm. know who you are. That's right. Now, if you'd come here just a minute. Now, as knowing your name, not knowing your—is I, 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 your name Seth or something like that? No, my
0: sister's
1: name. Oh, that, that's Usually your sister. When was you were—I I believe. Didn't I know you when I used to work for the public service yes. company or something? That's right. I'd seen your face somewhere. I—I um, I know it. I thought your name was Seth, but Seth is your sister, is that right? Yes. And your name is Wilson. Yes. Sir. Well, I'm glad to see you again, sister. Now, the Lord bless you. Now, I, as your brother in Christ, you know that I don't know what you're here for, do I? I, I, I don't know. No, ma'am, it's a, it's a mystery to me that I do not know. Now, if the Lord Jesus will let me know what you are here for and what you want of him, if he will make himself so positive that he will declare what you want, then will you accept it as coming from him? You will. All right. Now, the audience is catching her voice, and you see the recorders going that way. Now, you watch. Now, if he speaks anything to tell this woman what she's here for, would not it be the same spirit that spoke to the woman at the well that know where her trouble was? Would that be right? Yeah. Now, that, that her faith in what is being done will determine her healing. Now to you in the audience that doesn't have prayer cards, believes with all your heart that Jesus Christ is to here to heal you, if you believe with all your heart, you won't have to be in this prayer line. You certainly won't. The only thing you'll have to do is have faith in God. Now I would ask you, being that there is epilepsy present, and anybody who's been in the meetings knows what epilepsy does. It sometimes carries on. So now just be reverent, just sit still, no matter what takes place, you sit still. And just believe in the Lord Jesus and pray. Ask the Heavenly Father to be kind. But now, if you are an unbeliever, I would not stay, see. So now, uh, this is not plain church. This is facts. We're facing things. But I just only had a few moments longer or another night that I could explain to you what these things are, that you could see what they really are by scriptural terms. they give medical names for what they really are in the sight of the Bible. Now, the sister here is standing before me. it's not a telepathy. No, sir. feel you, you couldn't hide your life now if you had to. See, his spirit is here now. How many have ever seen the picture of it, where they tuck it, and it's in Washington, D.C., the only supernatural being was ever photographed can be proved in the world? They have fiction stories of men in a bush and all like that, but it's always proved out wrong. See? But they tuck this, and many of you here was present when it was taken. A few weeks ago, the German camera took it in Germany three different times. And it's that that you've seen in the picture is right here now at the platform. It's exactly right. Now, be reverent. Don't move around. Keep your children near you and be in prayer and see what the Holy Spirit will do for us tonight. And, if, and I pray that God will bless you and sometime on earth we will meet again. Pray for me as we go into the fields after this service into the fields out in the big meetings to pray for this sake. Be reverent, everyone, please, because we're in the presence of the... Almighty God. The Holy Spirit, which is now near Mrs. Uh, What was your name now? Wilson? Mrs. Cobb. Mrs. Cobb, if, uh, if the Holy Spirit is present now, he will make known to me something of your life that might give you encouragement to bring you up to a place that lets you believe in the Lord Jesus for your healing, or I don't know what you're here for. It may be financial troubles. It may be domestic. I do not know. But he knows, doesn't he? I see the one thing that you're here for is because you're suffering with a nervous condition. You're very nervous, upset. Another thing, you have a, an asthmatic cough that's bothering you. Isn't that right? Yes. That's right. All right. Now, do you believe that everything is all right with you now? You're healed now. You can go home. Praise the Jesus Lord. Christ, your faith has made you well. You go and be in prayer. Kind Amen. heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we bless this our dear sister and ask that you. Be kind to her, in Jesus' name, amen. Come, sir. How do you do, sir? Do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ being the Son of the living God? Do you believe that he is here to make you well? You know that he is here to make you well. Was that the lady you just prayed for? Was you the lady there? Uh-huh. You got trouble with your side sitting there by her, don't you, sir? You believe that God can make you well and heal you? When she passed by you just then, you had a strange feeling, didn't you? That was the Holy Spirit. You had trouble with your side. Now, it's gone from you now, sir. Your faith has healed you. Is that right? Raise your hand. That's right. That's right. All right. I don't know the man. I've never seen him in my life. But Jesus Christ has healed him just the same as his faith Touched the Lord Jesus and days gone by, the woman with the blood issue, so did the man's face touch just then. You don't have to. What do you think, little lady, stand there in the prayer line with the coat over your shoulder? Mm-hmm. Yeah. God bless you. Oh, lady behind you there with her hand up like this. hmm You'd like to you have an operation, wouldn't you? You think that tumor God could take it from you without an operation? Mm-hmm. You believe God would heal you? You have a tumor, don't you? And Yes, right. You believe that God will heal you without an operation? You do. Will you accept Jesus right now as your healer? You will. Kind Heavenly Father, the woman's face struck up here, and I saw the vision before, and the doctor rolling out that place for her operation. I pray, Heavenly Father, that in Jesus Christ's name that you will heal the woman without an operation for your glory. Amen. Please you take your seat now. You won't have to come in the prayer line. Your faith heals you. Amen. God bless you. You believe the Lord Jesus? If you can believe, all things are possible. Lady's saying you broke your arm. Got your arm hurt there, haven't you, lady? hmm You're from Cardin, aren't you? Got someone with you. Come along, didn't he? She's suffering with a nervous condition. Isn't that right? If it is, raise up your hand. <laughs> all right. Now you can walk out and go back. Be healed too, eh? Amen. It's your faith. It is. Not. Now, that's what I'm speaking of, the Holy Spirit. Sir, would you believe your heart trouble has left you and you be well? Yeah, you do? Better. All right, sir. Then you can leave. Amen. Let us say praise Amen. be to God, all of us three. A lady coming, how do you do? Just suppose we're strangers to each other, are we, lady? i never seen you in my life. I'm perfect stranger to you. Just like the, our master who stood at the well and talked to the woman. And said, she said, he said, bring me a drink. He wanted to catch a conversation with her. Now, this being our first time to ever meet in life, it's a man and a woman again. Isn't that right? Well, then if Jesus Christ has risen from the dead and he promised that he would be with us, in us, to the end of the world, and we'd do the same things that he did, it'd have to be the same kind of a thing. Then if Jesus stood here and he's wearing this suit that he gave me, the only thing he could do is for if you're sick and need healing, he would tell you, I did that at Calvary, child. Would you believe it? Now, but now he could tell you something maybe is wrong with you or something a reason you don't get healed. But me being a stranger to you, it's just be the same. Isn't that right? everyone, real reverent now, remember, you're in the presence of the Lord. And the very gospel that I've read to you tonight, you see it living anew. I've never seen the woman. I don't know nothing about her, never seen her in my life. God knows her. I don't. But now I would speak to her to contact her soul. The anointing that's here with me now is that angel of the Lord, the pillar of fire, followed the children of Israel, which was Christ in spirit form, came down and was made flesh, went back to the Father, came back again to live in his church. The same thing. It's not me. It's him. I don't know the woman. Know nothing of her. Got a seventh-grade education. Look at the people who say, well, out there in the audience, they're be- being healed. They're sitting in the audience, standing wherever they may. God's here to heal. That's all. If you can believe. I see a child that's suffering, but I can't say it's healed. I don't know yet. If you'll keep praying, Mother, believing with all your heart. Now to you again, Sister, to speak with you. Now, there's been a hunger in your heart for a long time. That hunger is a closer life of God. You've tried that much. Try and fail. Try and fail. Isn't that right? Ups and downs in life. Here, some time ago, you were praying somewhere because you were facing a serious thing like an operation or something. Yes, it is. I see it. A doctor, he's examined. Uh, you have something on, it's your leg. It's on your right leg is a trouble that you're going to be operated on. You made a promise that God would let you get well, that you'd serve Him and walk a closer life. I am not reading your mind. That's true, isn't it? it. That's, if, it you, if that's true, raise your hand. Now, there's something here that you know. I want to ask you something. In the presence where we're standing now, and so the audience might know. There's a feeling that you have now that you've never had before in your never life. And I it,
0: can't explain to nobody.
1: That's right. It's because that light, the Holy Spirit, is between you and I, and you just go back, even to a little girl. And
0: standing in the light, I felt like I just I could feel feeling I can't explain to They're nobody. feeling the
1: same thing right along the line there now. See? It's in the presence of something that the world doesn't know. Come here that I might ask God to bless you, sister. Yes, all of you do believe with all your heart now? Do you are you believing? If you do say Amen. Kind Heavenly Father, this, our dear sister, stands here in need. All things work together for good to them who love you. And she's standing needy and she wants to be well. And this is the time. I pray that just this moment, Father, that you will take away all of her infirmities, cleanse her from everything that's not like you. And I ask, dear God, that you will. Forgive her of every sin and trespass and take her into your kingdom tonight as a newborn babe and heal her body. Through Jesus Christ's name, thy beloved Son, I ask it. Amen. God bless you, sister. Go rejoicing and happy. God being with you. How do you do, ladies? I suppose we're strangers to each other too. We're not knowing each other. But if, if Jesus has risen from the dead, as I say that he has, and I believe that he has. And he'd be standing here with us, you and I, Then me talking to you like he did the woman at the well. And he's able, and by his word, he promised that he would reveal these things, and we'd do the same things he did, because he would be, he said, I'll be with you, in you, to the end of the world. Now, don't be shook up because you feel a little strange, but a glorious feeling. But you're just not that's not your brother. That's him, your your Lord. Not me. Him. Now the lady is a stranger. Be real reverent, people, real reverent, please. I don't know her. God does know her. I don't know the people. But you'll know that there's something here. That's doing the work of the Lord according to the way the Bible said it would be. Do you believe that now? Well, what is it? It's the Lord Jesus. Now, I just want to speak to her again, because I see the woman now as she moves from me. Yes, the woman's very much tore up about, oh, she's had a nervous breakdown. Been very bad. And had a breakdown, you're still suffering from it. That's the truth, isn't it? If it's the r- truth, raise your hand. You've had real funny feelings go through you all the time, and especially a real late of the evening, you get real strange feelings. Isn't that right? Then you'll see you sitting down in a chair, kind of the late of the evening, too. You get tired. You can't do your work. Uh, uh, isn't that right? causes even stomach condition, and you like uh, acids and things. When you drink coffee or something on that right, you belch up acids out of your stomach and so forth. That's why I see you moving away from the table where there's stuff like that on, by a window, near a window. Is that true? Raise your hand if that's true. Uh, something here knows your life, isn't it? I've told you out of the Bible that Jesus Christ did the same thing and promised that we'd do the same thing. Do you believe that it's him? Yes. I see a real dark shadow following you, too, which is the devil. And he's almost tempted you to suicide sometimes, telling you that you'd, you'd cross a separating line, that you wasn't never going to be saved. Is that right? Uh, is that do you believe out there in the audience now with all your heart? See? It's perfect, it's true, it's the Lord Jesus. I don't know your opinion. I know some of you are wondering, because you can't hide your life now. See? You know I couldn't do nothing for you, but you couldn't you couldn't hide your life if you had to right now. You're in the presence of Him. Now, sister, if I can by the grace of God can make it leave you now. And if you've been wandering for a time of relief anyhow, now he'll do it if you'll believe him. Will you believe him? I'll have the prayer, and you believe him. Now look, you probably never was any closer in your life than you are now. Now, so that the audience to know, and you're a friend, where you're standing now, a real, humble, sweet feeling is around you. Isn't that right? Like something near, not your brother, but something supernatural. If that's right, raise your hand. See? It's the angel of the Lord. See, I'm living now in another dimension, see? In a spirit world. Now, I want to pray for you while this anointing. Now, the very thing that sure it knows your life. I see, go way back to a little girl. I see you as a little girl. You were running from something. It was something chasing you. It was a dog. It seemed like it was coming from school or something. Way long ago. Scared you. You've been nervous like all your life. That is true, isn't it? Say just more I talk to you, more vision will show. Now, for the sake of these others, let us pray. (coughs) Dear God, author of life, Lord Jesus, who will judge us all at your coming, knowing that we are eternity-bound people and will have to meet you someday, standing here in your presence and knowing it right now, here at the platform, is the Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead and confirming every word Father, thou art so lovely because you, you make manifest those things that are true. You speak of truth. And the lady stands here, which she is tormented by an evil spirit that's trying to get her to commit suicide and do things wrong. But thou art here to remove this, Father. And I pray according to thy word, which said, you ask the Father anything in my name, I'll do it. And I know that your word is true. So Satan, you evil one that's tormented our sister, I adjure thee in the name of Jesus Christ, the living God, come out from the woman. Now look at this way. Now something has happened to you. You're weeping. You don't feel like you did, do you? You feel happy now. Feel good, is that right? Raise up your hand here, at the people. So you go, believe you're going to be well, and go home and serve the Lord. All right, I run along, just be real happy. It won't come to you no more. Let us say thanks be to God as we think. All right, would you come? Sister being a stranger to you, that the people might not think. Now, if you know what a telepathy is, that's what's on somebody's mind. I can't pick it out, and when it does, I'm going to call who you are. So you're in there. I keeps coming to the platform to me. Now I think it's the clergyman because I've seen the platform before me. I just want you to put your hand on mine, sister, as a way of contact. I don't know you. I've never seen you, and I'm not looking at you. I look out here into the audience. If Almighty God will reveal to me by vision as I look this way, what your trouble is, would you admit and tell the truth whether it is right or not? If you will, raise up your hand. Now may the Lord Jesus grant it as I pray. If you lay your hand back on mine, just the way that a point of contact the Bible said laying hands on the sick. Yes, sister. You have a female trouble. It's a lady's trouble. If that's right, raise up your hand. Now, do you believe it's mental telepathy? That takes place, she was in a bathroom, but it wouldn't be right to tell the mixed audience like this. The lady knows what is a drainage. That's right, isn't it, lady? That's right. It's true. Now, only God can heal her. I can heal her. Certainly not. I'm not a healer. I'm his servant. Just the vessel where the Holy Spirit comes. Like this right here. This is a speaker. This is not a speaker. This is a flat a pulpit. This is a speaker. Some man made this a speaker. Some man made this a pulpit. Uh, some man made you a preacher. Some I mean the Lord. I don't mean excuse me, my brothers. I didn't mean some man made you a preacher. I didn't mean that in that mean that matter. I was saying man, and this is a kind of you're you're working in two worlds. You're here in another world. When that goes out, then you go in and you see what's standing near at the platform here angels of God and everything, and you see hideous things that take place, then you're, you're wondering sometimes. And that's the reason I said, when God called you and made you a minister, God called me and made me a seer, as he promised in the Bible. The Bible said, in the Bible said, in, the, in Acts, the second chapter, in the last days, that's these days, it'll come to pass that I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your young men shall see visions. Is that right? Prophesy, die, is that right? Prophets will be raised in the last days and show visions and signs. Is that what the Bible says? Well, it's just what He said. Now, sister, go believing, have faith, believe with all your heart, and God will heal you. Do you believe it? Time, kind of Heavenly Father, in the name of Thy beloved Son, the Lord Jesus, knowing that this woman is near the line of the shadow right behind her, call cancer. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that you will grant her healing tonight. And I condemn this enemy upon the confession of her faith and the word of the Lord God. I condemn this devil as bothering her in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Go happy, sister. Don't be bothered. Just believe with all your heart. You want to be healed, do you, sister? Would you, do, would you believe me as this prophet? If I would tell you where your trouble is and what's wrong with you and what to do, would you believe it? You would. You have to know that some way it comes. then you're back, isn't it? That's right. How you believe that God'll make you well? You're all nervous too, and got complications of things, and a lot of things you believe you have that you don't because it's your nerves. You see, it does that. Sometimes when you lay down, you feel like your heart's bad, but that's not nothing but just your stomach. It's a little peptic ulcer in your stomach which causes a gas press up on your heart, it's not going to hurt you. You're going to be well. You're a fine woman. Your faith will heal you. You believe me? Then go on your road rejoicing and thanking God. Let's say thanks be to God, everybody. Sister, of course, you knowing it only one thing can heal you, that's God. God's the only one who can heal cancer and make well, but he can do it if you can believe. Do you do it? With all your heart? And Heavenly Father in whom we believe. I pray, dear God, that your omnipotent spirit will touch this woman and will make her well. As you have said in your word, these signs shall follow them that believe. The last thing you said, Jesus, when you left your church, you said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out evil spirits, lay their hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Lord, you are true to your word, and upon the commission of the Lord Jesus, upon his omnipotent word, I now ask that this evil leaves sister in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I go happy and rejoice and be made well. Amen. All you, uh, your audience, you'll never wish you could You may think I'm beside myself, but I'm not. No, sir, I'm not. But I say this in the name of the Lord, that Jesus Christ, the resurrected Son of God, is alive tonight and here in this auditorium right now, showing the things that his word said that he would do. Isn't he wonderful? So wonderful. Oh how good! I was looking at a lady, but I believe it's the lady behind her. has got a gallbladder trouble, sitting back there, that would like to be healed. You believe that God would heal you, sister, sitting there right behind the lady, kind of heavyset lady, looking at me. Well, do you believe? Right back behind the lady, you're sitting there praying, wasn't you? Huh? You know, the lady sitting right here. Or that, uh, you could see if you could always see. How many seen the picture of the angel of the Lord? Your hand right here with this woman, right here. She's suffering with something wrong in the gall. It's in the right on the side here that causes the trouble. And she was sitting there praying and asking if God would make her well. Sister, you won't have to worry no more. Christ has made you well. Amen. We thank the Lord. What do you think, sister? We're strangers to one another, are we? We don't know each other. Jesus Christ knows us, doesn't he? If God will reveal to me where your trouble is, or something about you, that you know I do not know. Will you accept him as your healer? I'm your brother, I-, I couldn't heal you. I'm just a man, like your your father, or husband, or brother, and so forth, I- I'm no healer. But you know that you're standing in his presence, or something that you you know that there's something near besides man. Isn't that right? Now, to your friends out there, and to the a witness of the Lord Jesus, that they might know, if so if the audience will be sure, because after this night. There will be many standing judgment that they might know. I was supposed to say something, just since you have come up here even now, that there's a real, loving, humble, sweet feeling around you, that you, if that's right, raise your hand. And I've never seen you in my life. Now, to the people who know her, you couldn't stand this close without knowing it, recognizing it. He's here. That's the Holy Spirit. The, the it has such an effect upon the, the human. It's got to be something. For instance, if you uh, if you see something through the eye, it'll have an emotional effect to you. And if there's a sense of feeling, and if something affects that feeling, it, it brings the emotion. You see, you you have to. See, it has to react, and you're in his presence. Now, I. Uh, If God will tell me what your trouble is, will you accept him as your healer then for it? Your trouble is a lady's trouble, female disorder. That's right. You have pain low in the side. Isn't that right? It's a tube. It's it's infected. You have an abscess on it, and it's causing you trouble. Sometimes it's worse than ever. I see it days when you hold yourself and just walk. It's almost putting your teeth together. That's just in reasoning. Is that right? You don't believe I'm reading your mind, do you, sister? You're a believer. Now, Jesus said, These signs shall follow them that believe. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. Now, the Bible said these things would take place. And you're right. Now, look. First, the Word, God's Word, said that these things would take place. Here you walk up to me, a stranger. Never seen and as soon as you move up here, you walk in front man all the time. Ministers. But never felt like this in your life. See? Then here comes something down. This lovely person that's here with us now tells you where your trouble is and what you've been doing. Then you know it's got to be some supernatural, hasn't it? Then you believe it, I am a believer? Then if I lay hands on you and ask for your healing, you will have to get well, won't Then you come forward if you will. May I just put my hand on yours, and shall we pray as we bow our heads? Our dear Heavenly Father, knowing that your presence is here and you're omnipotent, you're an presence, and I pray through Jesus, the Son of God, that you will heal our sisters. And she's standing near you in your presence now, and you're anointing you, And I ask that you take away the evil from her body. Now we know that it would take her life and send her to a premature grave, but you're here to remove it. And Father, we pray that you'll do it. And we know that we have what we ask for, or you're here to witness to us that you are resurrected from the dead. And you know this woman, you've noticed that she come on earth, and you're here revealing to her the things that she's done in her life and what's wrong with her. And now upon the, the authority of God's word. I come to challenge the enemy in her body, thou enemy called the devil. I come claiming a gift that was ministered to me by an angel that Satan you're aware of, and I adjure thee by the living God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that you come out of the woman and don't torment her anymore. Amen. God bless you, sister. You go believing with all your heart, you'll get well. Write me your testimony and tell me what happened up here when you found me. Judge, be with that heart trouble, sir. Be well. Go off the platform and say, Thank you, Lord Jesus, for healing me. You'll get well. Believe okay. now with all your heart. I want to ask you something. When I said heart trouble to him, something happened to you, wasn't it? Because that's what you had, too. When you were standing down there in the audience a few minutes ago, you said, Yes, I believe. And since that very time, there's been a difference in you there? That's right. <laughs> Right, exactly. that is I, wasn't thinking of myself. I know, but when you hear me say that to that man, what I said, then something you felt wonderful, didn't you? Now that's what's come to you to bring your healing. Do you believe it with all your heart? I do. Come on. Kind Heavenly Father, I pray that in Jesus' name that you'll make manifest your love for this woman and will heal her and make her completely whole as I lay hands on her. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. I wonder out here how many believe now with all your heart. Do you believe? Raise your hand. Is there a person in here that's not a Christian, before we pray for any more sick, that says, I now accept Jesus as my Savior. I've been a little afraid in my life. God bless you, young man sitting up there. God bless you, lady standing with the baby. But someone else, raise your hand and say, I now accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. God bless you, sister. You remember, you'll never, probably, until you get to heaven, be any more in his presence than you are right here watching him, moving with the people. Would someone else, while we bow our heads just a moment, Heavenly Father, you want people to believe on you. You want people to love you. Four or five has raise your hands that they want to accept you as their personal savior. I pray, Father, that you'll deal just now and let men and women who have never yet come to you or maybe got away from you and away from church and away from worship, And they want to come back to you and they know that you're here and they they know that it's you that's speaking to them just now i pray that they'll humbly raise their hands to you knowing that someday they've got to meet you and maybe before this year is out or maybe before this week is finished they may come just to meet you and they want to come in peace knowing that their sins are forgiven and father i've given by your word the promise that you said, He that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall never come to condemnation but pass from death unto life. While we have our heads bowed and the music is playing, I wonder, Christian friend, our sinner friend, is there another one in here? Not to me, your brother, but to knowing that the Lord Jesus is near. Would you raise your hand with your head bowed? No one look, please. Just raise, just raise your hand to God and say, by this hand up, I now want to accept Jesus as my Savior, while he's this close to me, I want to accept him as my Savior. Would you raise your hand? God bless you. You, you down there young lady, you little boy, you lady, you, that's good. God bless you. The Lord Jesus be merciful to you, everyone. Is there some here that used to go to church and take part in some church somewhere, and you just got away from church? You don't go to church anymore. I don't care what church it is. That doesn't matter, but you want to go back to your church and take up your fellowship again with the children of God, and you want to be remembered in prayer that God will let you go back. Raise your hand. Will you do it? God bless you. Oh my, there are a dozen hands, I guess, up. Now that's wonderful. Do that, will you? Our brother pastor, will call you up to the altar after a bit, the Brother Junior Jackson for this uh, altar call just in a few moments, but I want to ask you a question. Are you believing now that the Lord Jesus is here and you would like to be healed? Will you raise your hand? Just raise your hand that you want to be healed. God bless you. God bless you. Now with your head down, I see a lady sitting right here, just a moment. Yes, she has a female disorder sitting right out here with her hand up towards her head. God bless you, sister. Your hand went up a few minutes ago. You don't have to worry anymore. God heals you. You're a faithful. Brother, are you sitting back there looking towards me with a shaking. What kind of a palsy? You have a prostate trouble. You have to get up at night, don't you? All right, yes, And Now, uh, you believe that Jesus Christ makes you well? If you do, all right, then you can have your healing. God bless you. That's fine. Now, be real reverent, everyone. Up in the balcony here over on my right, someone over there, say, Lord God, I believe you with all my heart. I want to be remembered in a word of prayer just now. Would you raise your hand no matter where you're from? God bless you, son. God bless you, sister. God bless you. God bless you. I see a water float. It's a missionary sitting here praying too. May the Lord God bless you, my sister, and give you the desire of your heart also. The Lord be with you. Say, so how do you know that, Brother Branham? Well, that's it. Here it is. The angel of the Lord is present. Now, you, I'm going to ask you to do something. You that's sitting next to somebody to you, with sick, would you lay your hands over on them just a moment for a word of prayer? Lay your hands over on each other for a word of prayer? That's right. God will hear your prayer, too. He loves you. He's here, and he wants to make you well. Our Heavenly Father, I bring this audience to you just now, knowing that you're here, never failed on a one. You never fail, Lord. You're God, and you can't fail, and your attitude towards this 10 or 15 people that come across the platform tonight is your attitude towards each and every one. Several out there in the audience, maybe 8 or 10 out in the audience there, that you have showed visions over, tell them what their diseases was and what they were, why, you are the Lord Jesus. You know all of them, and you can reveal to your humble servants that which is necessary. And I pray, Heavenly Father, just now that you see them as they are now, and I pray that on your great heart, which I know is far beyond what human compassion would be, but you'll look at them and see their need and heal every one. Lord, you know their conditions, and I pray through Jesus' name that right now that you will heal them, and the enemy, the devil that's bound them, and the unbelief that's bound them to circumstances, you, I adjure thee, enemy of Jesus Christ that you come out of the people and leave them through Jesus Christ's name. Now, with your heads bowed, believing with all your heart that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is here, and making you well, that you're sitting in his presence and you believe as you believe with all your heart, and believe that you can accept your healing. With your head bowed, raise your hand if you feel you can accept your healing. That you're healed. God bless you. That's wonderful. The entire audience and every one of you that raised your hand is now accepting their healing. The Lord bless you. While we bow our heads again for our word of prayer from Brother Junior Jackson, with your head bowed. All right, Brother Jackson. Lord, our Father, we thank thee for the one. Wonderful-